Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. 
Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened last time? Um, no. I mean, I, I know we're in Leviticus, and I yeah. know that we were taught, like, I know the, the time before last, Aaron. No, swore, just stop. Aaron, yeah. Just stop. Okay, I'm stopping. <laughs> what we um, talked about last time was um, the animals that you can eat. Whether they have an even number of cloven hooves. Oh, and that's right. Whether they chew the cud. And we accidentally went past a, and we and did like a whole episode without breaks. Because then it went right into women and childbirth. Yeah. And how um, women are unclean. For seven days with guys. If yeah. They have a, if they have a male baby. And 14 days for women, or, you know, female baby. Yeah. Because women are disgusting. Apparently. Yeah. And... Um, but all you need is a partridge, two partridges in a pear tree oh or something like that. To... You're irritating me already. <laughs> we should probably set an apology ahead of time because I am so cranky at you right now. Like, I just want to punch you. Mm, but I'm in a good mood. So whatever. That's awesome for you. It is. Okay. Well, now I want to punch you even more. Whatever. Don't be in a good mood when I'm mad at you. I will be in whatever mood I want to be in. Oh, my God. I swear. (laughs) All right. So we are going to do Leviticus chapters 13 and 14. All right. Before we move on, just remember to get onto our social media accounts. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and, of course, our website. We'd love it if you get stopped back. We'd love it if you guys stop by there and purchase something. It's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com. And now we'll get on with Leviticus. You know what we don't whatever. have? What do we not have? We don't have Twitch. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck a Twitch is. Well, I'm just saying. I can Twitch. Huh? No, that. Oh, <laughs> God. Just never mind. We should probably... I know what a Twitch is, but I don't know how to go about doing all that shit. You sound like a fucking boomer when you say, I know what a Twitch is. Well, I know that's what, not I know what Twitch it. is. It's just, that's not how you say it. I know. But you sounded like a boomer. <sighs> do you do social media? I know social media speak better you, than you do, do you want to start I a Twitch account? I don't do the social media. You do you want to start correct. a Twitch account? No, I'm telling you that we don't have one, and we should probably get one, and you should probably run that, too. Oh. Oh, my God. So it's all on me. Duh. All right. We may or may not have a Twitch someday. I don't know. Well, I guess I'm we'll just have saying, to... you are a fan of John Iadarola, and he has one. Ooh, yeah. All right. Let's okay. get on with this uh, Leviticus stuff. All right. All right. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. (laughs) So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. 
That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Go. We're going. Oh, okay. So Leviticus chapter 13, laws concerning leprosy. (laughs) (laughs) I like how that comes right after childbirth. You know, Uh, all those ailments. What is is leprosy exactly? It's a um, skin. That's what I thought. Some sort of skin ailment or something. Ailment. Is it? I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never known anybody with leprosy. It's kind of a thing that doesn't happen much anymore. I didn't think so, but I, I, mean, I mean, maybe it's still out there somewhere, right? Yeah, there are still, leprosy is still a thing, but it's not a big thing. So I don't want to like make fun of it too no, much, but like, no. it is kind of funny that it's like specifically covered in the Bible. Right. Right after childbirth. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. You know, all those problems that you have with those fucking women having babies and then the people with the bad skin and, you know, all those problems. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Well, let's let's see what they have to say. This is disenchanting. <laughs> the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if anyone has a swelling or a rash or discolored skin that might develop into a serious skin disease, that person must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons. The priest will examine the affected area of the skin. If the hair in the affected area has turned white and the problem appears to be more than skin deep, it is a serious skin disease and the priest who examines it must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. Oh, no. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, you're already suffering, right? And then somebody's like, (laughs) on top of your physical suffering, also, you're unclean, bitch. Right. Yeah. Let's take you to this priest who knows nothing about skin conditions and right? make sure oh. that he, like, they can just, like, whatever. I'm, I'm really scared that, like, the follow-up to this is going to be, and you die. <laughs> but if the affected area of the skin is only a white discoloration and does not appear to be more than skin deep, and if the hair on the spot has not turned white, the priest will quarantine the person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will make another examination. If he finds the affected area has not changed and the problem has not spread on the skin, the priest will quarantine the person for seven more days. On the seventh day, the priest will make another examination. If he finds the affected area has faded and has not spread, the priest will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. They gave more of a shit about these white things on people's skin than Republicans gave a shit about coronavirus. Oh my god. Boom, you went there. (laughs) It was only a rash. It literally says that. Yeah. It was only a rash. I mean... This is scary because, like, I'm allergic to shellfish and, (laughs) like, I get hives. And so I would love to be declared ceremonially unclean because some asshole fed me shrimp. Right. Yeah. 
The person's clothing must be washed and the person will be ceremonially clean. But if the rash continues to spread after the person has been examined by the priest and has been pronounced clean, the infected person must return to be examined again. I mean, this makes... They sound like do they're, they're doctors and priests mm -hmm. and whatever. But it's like, guess what? If you're sick, you're sick. And if you're not sick, <laughs> you're, you're not, not sick. sick. Right. But if you think you're not sick, but then you get sick, you're still sick. And they use the same terminology to describe sickness as they do, like, other things that are, like, everything's unclean. Like, touching a dead carcass. You're unclean if you touch a dead carcass. But also, also if you have a rash. Yeah, also if you have a rash, you're also unclean. Unclean. Right? I mean, like, I haven't had my toenails done in a while, so the bottom of my feet are pretty fucking dry. Right. I am ceremonially unclean. Right, right. If the priest finds that the rash has spread, he must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. For it is indeed a skin disease. Mm. Or, you know... A rash. Right. Because like, they knew so much about diseases back then. Because not all rashes are diseases and not all diseases are rashes. Right. You dumb motherfuckers. Like maybe they didn't have they didn't have a clue back then. No. They're just like, yeah, that looks like something that we don't want to deal with. That sure is spreading. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who develops a serious skin disease must go to the priest for an examination. If the priest finds a white swelling on the skin and some hair on the spot has turned white and there is an open sore in the affected area, it is a chronic skin disease. Oh, my. And the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. What if it was just like a really bad pimple? Right. Which I have had. Yeah. Because I have really bad acne sometimes. Yeah, like this seems like absolute crap. Yeah. They didn't have Noxzema back then, so. <laughs> Noxzema. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> In such cases, the person need not be quarantined, for it is obvious that the skin is defiled by this disease. He doesn't have to be quarantined because he has a disease. That's opposite, opposite, bro. Now, suppose... No, but they quarantine them to find out if they have the disease, but then after they know they have the disease, they're like, You're whatever, good. we can obviously see you have a disease, so just go ahead and bounce your business. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, spread it to all of us. Right. That's great, that's great. Now, suppose the disease has spread all over the person's skin, covering the body from head to foot. When the priest examines the infected person and finds that the disease covers the entire body, he will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. When what? you say pronounce the person, I keep expecting you to say dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're smited. You're smited. You're smite. You're smote. You're smote. You've been smote. Since the skin has turned completely white, the person is clean. What? What? But if any open sores appear, the infected person will be pronounced ceremonially unclean. That's, like, really confusing. Yeah. Like, if you have a rash, but it's a dry rash, you have a disease, but you're still clean. I, I think that this stuff is on purpose confusing so that the priest can tell you whatever the fuck he wants to tell you. Yeah. And he, he can always be mad at whoever he wants. Right. Yeah. That's my theory. You are beautiful. <laughs> you are ugly. You have lots of money and you'll be all right. So. Yeah. The priest must make this pronouncement as soon as he sees an open sore. Since open sores indicate the presence of a skin disease. Or is it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> However, if the open seal... I'm sorry. If the open sores heal and turn white like the rest of the skin... The person must return to the priest for another examination. Gosh, this is a lot of examinations. 
So basically, keep going back to the doctor every week. The doctor being the priest. Yeah, or hide this shit because it sounds like a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. If the affected areas have indeed turned white, the priest will then pronounce the person ceremonially be clean by declaring, get this, you are clean! <laughs> exclamation point in quotes. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that how he'll do it, huh? Apparently, okay. yeah. If anyone has a boil on the skin that has started to heal, but a white swelling or a reddish-white spot develops in its place, <laughs> that person must go to the priest to be examined. If the priest... Ooh, like, that could happen if you have a splinter. Right. Right? Yeah. If the priest... I just... I, I have to comment here, because, like, we've talked about building instructions for an arc. Mm -hmm. We've talked about birthing instructions just last week. We've talked about... Which animals to eat yeah, and avoid. Yeah, which animals to eat and to avoid. Like, these are, like, rules for living in an archaic time. Yeah. Like, that's all this is. Like, yeah. the Bible is literally a book of fucking rules. How to hope you don't die during times before doctors. Yeah, and if you're dying, go see this person. And you'll probably still die, but at least <laughs> but at you'll least, have somebody's blessing. But at least blessing. you gave it a shot, you know? Right. Yeah. If the priest examines it and finds it to be more than skin deep, and if the hair in the affected area has turned white, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. The boil has become a serious skin disease. Oh, no. So sayest the priest. Right, you know? yeah. But if the priest finds no white hair on the affected area, and the problem appears to be no more than skin deep and has faded, the priest must quarantine the person for seven days. Oh, we're getting into repetition here. Yeah. If during that time the affected area spreads on the skin, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean because it is a serious disease. I can see that they, they must have gone, like, every time somebody came in, let me consult the books. Because, I know, right? Like, like, you are... It's so fucking confusing. Diseased like, but clean. You are <laughs> diseased but unclean. Hold on. Which, which boil do you have? Is it the... Red with the white, or the white with the hair, or the, the all the white? No? Okay. But if the area grows no larger and does not spread, it is merely the scar from the boil, and the priest will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. Yay! Hooray for scars, question mark? Sure. If anyone has suffered a burn on the skin, and the burned area changes color, becoming either reddish white or shiny white, the priest must examine it. If he finds that the hair in the affected area has turned white and the problem appears to be more than skin deep, a skin disease has broken out in the burn. The priest must then pronounce the person ceremonially unclean for it is clearly a serious skin disease. I just, what does, so ceremonially, ceremonially unclean means that you can't handle things in the tabernacle and stuff, right? Right. So, but like, other than that, were there any, like, I, they aren't saying that there's other rules to this, but like I wonder what ceremonially unclean actually you know meant what? in like logistically. It reminds me of in the movie um, Ghost when yeah. Whoopi Goldberg turns to Demi Moore and says, "Girl, you gotta pray." <laughs> <laughs> but if the priest finds no white hair on the affected area and the problem appears to be no more than skin deep and has faded, the priest must quarantine the infected person for seven days. <sighs> on the seventh day, the priest must examine the person again. If the affected area has spread on the skin, the priest must pronounce that person ceremonially 
unclean, for it is clearly a serious skin disease. But if the affected area has not changed or spread on the skin and has faded, it is simply a swelling from the burn. The priest will then pronounce the person ceremonially clean, for it is only the scar from the burn. If anyone, either a man or woman, has a sore on the head or chin, so the chin's not your head. Right. The, well, I mean, yeah. The priest whatever. must examine it. If he finds it is more than skin deep and has fine yellow hair on it, the priest... Yellow hair, huh? Yeah, yellow. Mm. The priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. It is a scabby sore of the head or chin. Ooh. If the priest examines the scabby sore and finds that it is only skin deep, but there is no black hair on it, he must quarantine the person for seven days. I would not want to be the Black priest. hair? I got all kinds of black hair on my face. Like... But you don't have it in an open sore. Okay. All right. And would you want to be the priest sticking your fingers up in that? No. No. On the seventh day, the priest must examine the sore again. Maybe Aaron's sons got lucky when they got smoted. Smite. Smote. Smoted. 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 Past tense. Come on now. Get with your your tenses there. Oh, my God. If he finds that the scabby sore has not spread and there is no yellow hair on it and it appears to be only skin deep, the person must shave off (laughs) all hair except the hair on the affected area. I'm sorry for laughing, but can you imagine going to church and this is what they covered, like, as the (laughs) sermon? I would pay to go to that fucking sermon. Oh, my God. (laughs) And now we talk about leprosy. Oh, my gosh. All right. And this is how we are ceremonially unclean. Right? Whatever. That would be... Scabby sores and white hairs and yellow hairs and open sores and... Yeah, that... Amen. Amen. I like that part. (laughs) Then the priest must quarantine the person for another seven days. On the seventh day, he will examine the sore again. If it is not spread and appears to be no more than skin deep, the priest will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. Yay. The person's clothing must be washed and the person will be ceremonially clean. Not just dipped in water, but washed. Right. Okay. But it's clarifying. You're getting on my nerves. But if the scabby sore begins to spread after the person is pronounced clean, the priest must do another examination. I'm already sick of being in the priest's job, and I'm not even doing his job. Right. But damn, this sucks. This sucks. If he finds that the sore has spread, the priest does not need to look for yellow hair. The infected person is ceremonially unclean. Oh, good. But if the color of the scabby sore does not change... And black hair has grown on it. It is healed. The priest will then pronounce the person ceremonially clean. Badass. (laughs) Badass, really? (laughs) If anyone, either a man or woman, has shiny white patches on the skin, the priest must examine the affected area. If he finds that the shiny patches are only pale white, this is a harmless skin rash and the person is ceremonially clean. So the Bible was like the Mayo Clinic book before the Mayo Clinic book came out. It is was, that basically yeah, what we're yeah, learning here? Okay. Exactly. All right. If a man loses his hair and his head becomes bald, he is still ceremonially clean. Thank God. And if he loses <laughs> hair on his forehead, he simply has a bald forehead. Forehead? Forehead. Yeah. Okay. He is still clean. However. Uh-oh. If a reddish-white sore appears on the bald area, on top of his head, or on his forehead, this is a skin disease. Oh, my. Oh, get ready. 
The priest must examine him, and if he finds swelling around the reddish-white sore anywhere on the man's head, and it looks like a skin disease, the man is indeed infected with a skin disease and is unclean. Again, they sound like pimples. I know, right? So, I'm just saying. <laughs> the priest must pronounce him ceremonially unclean because of the sore on his head. Those who suffer from a serious skin disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. <laughs> That'll tear, do it. tear their clothing? Tear. Tear it. What What does tearing your clothing do for you? It'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> they must cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean. Seriously? Is that what it says? They must cover their mouth and call out, quote, unclean, exclamation point. This is for bald unclean. people with red sores on the top of their yeah. head. Yeah. Okay. I, they, because it wasn't like that for the other ones that no. had issues. So, But if you go bald and you get a pimple on your head and you don't cover your mouth and shout unclean, <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed. As long as the serious disease lasts, they will be ceremonially unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. Oh, so you kind of get banished. Well, yeah, that that's why there were leprosy Well, camps. no, that's I was asking earlier about like what are the... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I get that, but, like, this is the first time I've heard, like, what does being ceremonially ceremonially unclean actually do to you other than not being able to touch the shit in the tabernacle and stuff, you know? Bye. Right? That's what. <laughs> yeah, peace out, bro. <laughs> now, suppose mildew contaminates some woolen or linen clothing, woolen or linen fabric, the hide of an animal, or anything made of leather. If the contaminated area in the clothing, the animal hide, the fabric, or the leather article has turned greenish or reddish, it is contaminated with mildew and must be shown to the priest. After examining the affected spot, the priest will put the article in quarantine for seven days. <laughs> they didn't have no bleach back then. <laughs> Y'all need some Lysol up in here. <laughs> You're taking a piece of, piece of clothing to the priest and he's going to quarantine the clothing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. On the seventh day, the priest must inspect it again. If the contaminated area has spread, the clothing or fabric or leather is clearly contaminated by a serious mildew and is ceremonially unclean. Mm -hmm. The priest must burn the item, the clothing, the woolen or linen fabric or piece of leather, for it has been contaminated by a serious mildew as opposed to just a silly mildew. Right. Very serious. Yeah, very serious. It must be completely destroyed by fire. I mean, Kill I'm, it with fire. I'm kind of down with that. I wouldn't want to have that yeah. mildew sitting around. So you know what? Whatever. I would skip the week and just be like, it's probably Yeah, like, why don't you just throw it in the damn fire? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But if the priest examines it, you know, after the week and finds that the contaminated area has not spread in the clothing, the fabric, or the leather, the priest will order the object to be washed and then quarantined for seven more days. It was merely pea soup stain. Right. Then the priest must examine the object again. If he finds that the contaminated area has not changed color after being washed, even if it did not spread, the object is defiled. It must be completely burned up, whether the contaminated spot is on the inside or outside. So the next okay. time I have a pimple, should I go to a church and just ask them, hey, could you guys inspect this for me? This is leprosy. <laughs> but if the priest examines it and finds that the contaminated area has faded after being washed, he must cut the spot from the clothing, the fabric, or the leather. If the spot later reappears on the clothing, the fabric, or the leather article, the mildew is clearly spreading. Clearly. Clearly. And the contaminated object must be burned up. 
I just wouldn't take any chances back then. Yeah. I would just assume just get rid of that shit. everything is dirty, everything is gross, right. it all must go. Yeah. But if the spot disappears from the clothing, the fabric, or the leather article after it has been washed, it must be washed again. Then it will be ceremonially clean. These are the instructions for dealing with mildew that contaminates woolen or linen clothing or fabric or anything made of leather. This is how the priest will determine whether these items are ceremonially clean or unclean. The end of that chapter. Okay. <laughs> that was very exciting. That was... Leprosy and clothes, huh? Yeah. No, awesome. leprosy and mildew. Leprosy and mildew, yeah. And yeah. burns and pimples. And that was all one section, right? That was all one section. My that gosh. was all chapter 13. I'm just making sure we had that mistake last week. So, yeah. Shut up! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. Yeah, you might. I will. Okay. Ow! I did. Yes, you did. Okay. All right, so now we're moving on to... Leviticus chapter 14. All right, we'll see you guys in a second. Yep. So, we're back, but I have bad news for you. No, not bad news. I'm sorry, it is bad news. No, Ready? I refuse. Um, That was the end of chapter 13. We're about to start chapter 14, but it's a continuation of leprosy and shit yay <laughs> <laughs> and the lord said to moses the following instructions are for those seeking ceremonially wait i said that wrong seeking ceremonial purification from a skin disease i thought we already covered that no we covered what the call... whether they're clean or not yeah, now, but not now, what to do now about we're gonna it. tell them how to to purify it which okay so you're unclean. Yeah, what you're, are you you're doing unclean. Now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those who Come have on, been... keep it simple, God. Shut up. Those who have been healed must be brought to the priest, who will examine them at a place outside the camp. If the priest finds that someone has been healed of a serious skin disease, he will perform a purification ceremony using two live birds, two live crew, that are ceremonially clean. A stick of cedar. At first I thought that said a stick of cheddar. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> Some scarlet yarn and a hyssop branch. This sounds interesting. <laughs> Definitely scarlet, though. Can't be, like, blue or purple. Right, right. It's right out. Yeah. The priest will... What is hyssop? I don't know. H-Y-S-S-O-P. It's a hyssop branch, so I guess it's a type of it's wood. It's probably a type of tree or a wood, tree, yeah. huh? Okay. The priest will order that one bird be slaughtered over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take the live bird, the cedar stick, the scarlet yarn, and the hyssop branch and dip them into the blood of the bird that was slaughtered That's over the fresh so water. so cruel. You're taking the other bird and dipping it in its friend's blood. like <laughs> Its friend. <laughs> I mean, you Hello, know. little bird. Go take they a probably, bath. They probably had them in a cage friend. together and then they're like, Oh my God, that's my buddy! Oh my God, I don't. You know, do birds work that way? I don't know. Well, you I know penguins mourn losses and stuff like they that. They do. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew elephants mourned loss. No, penguins do too. They cry. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't cry, but they they lament. Yeah. I didn't know that. Are you making that up? I'm not. I feel like you're making that up. I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Oh, so you might be. I mean, there's a small chance, but I think I'm right on that. Well, I know that elephants mourn. Moreover, they do cry. So yeah. there. The also, Canadian geese mate with one bird their whole life. Well, they're gross and I and hate them, so I don't really fucking care. They also are very sad if their mate dies. 
Ugh, whatever. So. I'm glad of their sadness. How about that? I am quite the asshole. That is mean. I don't care because geese are mean. I still have a scar on my upper thigh where one bit me because they are mean asshole birds. I mean, birds. I'm not denying the fact that they're mean, but it's still mean that you said that. Well, I don't wish sadness on them, but I'm not going to be sad for them. How about that? Okay. The priest will then sprinkle the blood of the dead birds seven times, not eight, not six, seven, seven. on the person being purified of the skin disease. That should help with skin disease. Sure. Sprinkling blood on them. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I always do. (laughs) When the priest has purified the person, he will release the live bird in the open field to fly away. The person's being purified must then, oh, the person being purified must then wash their clothes, shave off all their hair, and bathe themselves in water. Well, yeah, because having blood on you is also ceremonially ceremonially unclean. Isn't that right? Tell women. I mean, what? Well, yeah, but they they're ceremonially unclean for like a week or two. I know, or actually, maybe even like thirty plus days for that. Depending, you know. yeah. Think about if they had like endometriosis and stuff, and they were like Oof. always bleeding. Oh, suck to be them. Yes, it would. Well, um, men suck. Then they will be ceremonially clean and may return to the camp. However, they must remain outside their tents. For seven days. Hope it wasn't cold. <laughs> right. On the seventh day, they must again shave all the hair from their heads, including the hair of the beard and eyebrows. From their chinny chin chin. <laughs> <laughs> and their eyebrows. You know what? You have some wiggy ass eyebrows, so that could only be a good thing for you. Right. Yeah. They must also wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water. Then they will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day... Each person being purified must bring two male lambs and a one-year-old female lamb, all with no defects, along with a grain offering of six quarts of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, and a cup of olive oil. Seems like heavy payment for uh, having a fucking skin disease. Sorry I got sick, God. My (laughs) bad. Then the officiating priest will present that person for purification along with the offerings before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. Do you think there was like a camp like 50 miles away where they just were like, guys, this sucks. I'm going to live over there. Really? That would be kind of funny. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you think that happened? Like, I, if I, like, you're living with all these fucking stupid ass rules and shit where they're sprinkling blood on you and making you live outside of the camp for so pimples and they might whatever. have actually and preferred to live with the sick like, people. Can't you imagine a few people getting together and being like, Hey, there's this nice plot of land, like you know, a couple days walk that way. You guys down? Yeah? Alright, let's go. We are uh sick, real bad. <laughs> we are down with the sickness. <laughs> the priest will take one of the male lambs and the olive oil and present them as a guilt offering. Guilt, guilt offering. offering. Huh? They should feel guilty, those sick bastards. I know, right? Lifting them up as a special offering before the Lord. He will then slaughter the male lamb in the sacred area where sin offerings and burnt offerings are slaughtered. As with the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest. Well, that's lucky. <laughs> right. He's walking around. Um, he did have to do a lot of inspecting of uh, bad skin. Whatever. So I'm just saying. 
It is a most holy offering. The priest will then take some of the blood and the guilt offering and apply it to the lobe of the right ear, not the long lobe of the liver. (laughs) And the thumb of the right hand and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. Okay. Because the right is is the best side ever. Right. And you have to hit all the high points of the right side. Well, yeah. Then the priest... I like how you're just like, well, yeah. Like, that makes total sense. I mean... It doesn't, but <laughs> just in any you know, way whatsoever. We're reading the Bible, so everything's right. stupid. So it's whatever. all with a grain of salt. So yeah, to speak. exactly. Then the priest will pour some of the olive oil into the palm of his own left hand. He will dip his right finger into the oil in his palm. Wait, which right finger? There's multiple fingers. You know, Could you, the middle one. The pointer. <laughs> the pointer finger. Whatever. It didn't say that. I'm gonna guess they smoted. Aaron's sons over a fucking flame. Okay, you're right. And I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. It, well, if it doesn't specify, then I'm going to guess that it's the pointer finger. All right, his whatever. right finger into the oil in his palm and sprinkle some of it with his finger seven times before the Lord. The priest will then apply some of the oil in his palm over the blood from the guilt offering that is on the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will apply the oil remaining in his hand to the head of the person being purified. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. Then the priest must present the sin offering to purify the person who was cured of the skin disease. So a sin offering too? On top of a guilt offering? Mm-hmm. Hmm. After that, the priest will slaughter the burnt offering and Jesus. offer it on the altar along with the grain offering. Yeah, all that stuff was all the different offerings. That's crazy. If you're sick, you have to do all the offerings. Apparently. Like, yeah. They don't like people being sick. Through this process, the priest will purify the person who was healed, and the person will be ceremonially clean. That's a lot of work. But anyone who is too poor and cannot afford all these motherfucking offerings <laughs> may bring one male lamb for a guilt offering to be lifted up as a special offering for purification. I love how they have the... the cheapo discount the one. discount yeah one. Like, there's always a there's always a but but if you're not rich enough to bring us the actual offering there's this other one i mean we'll still let you come back into the camp right yeah you just you know you're gonna have to wait till wednesday instead of getting it done on monday because i bet there were blowjobs involved <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> The person must also bring two quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil for the grain offering and a cup of olive oil. The offering must also include two turtle doves or two young pigeons, whichever the person can afford. Got it. One of the pair must be used for the sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. On the eighth day of the purification ceremony, the person being purified must bring the offerings to the priest in the Lord's presence at the entrance of the tabernacle the priest will take the lamb for the guilt offering along with the olive oil and lift them up as a special offering to the lord then the priest will slaughter the lamb for the guilt offering he will take some of its blood and apply it to the lobe of the right ear the thumb of the right hand and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified it's amazing after reading the bible this far how i don't even respond to them slaughtering animals at this point anymore it's just been normalized in my head as part of the they the kill, Bible mantra. They like, kill you know. animals and they wipe blood everywhere. Yeah, there you go. They're, kill, they're killing another animal. Okay, yep, whatever. Yep, yep. 
The priest will also pour some of the olive oil. I mean, he's basically doing the same thing, but with, you know, lesser animals for the poor people. Right, yeah. The priest will also pour some of the olive oil into the palm of his own left hand. He will dip his right finger into the oil of his palm and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord. The priest will then apply some of the oil in his palm over the blood from the guilt offering that is on the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will apply the oil remaining in his hand to the head of the person being purified. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. Then the priest will offer the two turtle doves or the two young pigeons, whichever the person can afford. One of them is for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering to be presented along with the grain offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. Before the Lord. Before the Lord. I mean, before I'm, the Lord. I'm zoning out. Like, right? I'm like, this is, this is like... He does all the things and he does them no matter what. Whatever you bring, those are the things he right? does. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... it's <laughs> It shouldn't say Old Testament. It should say fucking instruction manual. Boringness. Yeah. These are the instructions for purification for those who have recovered from a serious skin disease, but who cannot afford to bring the offerings normally required for the ceremony of purification. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When you arrive in Canaan, the land I am giving you as your own possession, I may contaminate some of the houses in your land with mildew. <laughs> what? The owner of such Why? a house, because he can. Okay. If you were God, wouldn't you infect some houses with mildew? No. <laughs> <laughs> nor so would, dumb. Nor would I. The owner of such a house must then go to the priest and say, It appears that my house has some kind of mildew. Godly mildew, apparently. Before the priest goes in to inspect the house, he must have the house emptied, so nothing inside will be pronounced ceremonially unclean. But wait, it was already in there with the stuff. Mm -hmm. So what is moving it out? How does that make it ceremony? ceremony blah, blah. You just get that shit out. Okay. Stop asking so many damn questions. I mean, you know. No, you are going to hell. I am. I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> then the priest will go in and examine the mildew on the walls. It's what on if the it's walls, on the ceiling? not on the stuff. The ceiling is a wall. It's a wall across the top. All right. You were asking about why take the stuff out. The stuff is separate from the house itself. Right. Then the priest will go in and examine the mildew on the walls. If he finds greenish or reddish streaks and the contamination appears to go deeper than the wall's surface, the priest will step outside the door and put the house in quarantine for seven days. On House, you're in quarantine. Bad house. God did this. Bad house. God did this. He's saying so. According to Moses. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, yeah. why would you, why would you do this? He works in mysterious ways. Are they going to give us an explanation as to why God did this? I don't think they will. I really don't think they will. Because it's really dumb. It is. On the seventh day, the priest must return for another inspection. If he finds that the mildew on the walls of the house has spread, the priest must order that the stones from those areas be removed. I bet they also have to do something like pay the fucking priest because of the mildew that God do. put there. Yep, I bet they do. I could be wrong, but... I bet they do. The contaminated material will then be taken outside the town to an area designated as ceremonially unclean. This is the place <laughs> where we put the rocks that have fucking mildew on them. It's like a... It's like a Bible times dump. 
<laughs> dump before dump times. Next, the inside walls of the entire house must be scraped thoroughly and the scrapings dumped in the unclean place outside the town. If they only just had some fucking bleach or Lysol. Right. Other stones will be brought in to replace the ones that were removed and the walls will be replastered. But if the mildew reappears after all the stones have been replaced and the house has been scraped and replastered, then God's a dick. The priest must again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. The priest must return and inspect the house again. If he finds that the mildew has spread, the walls are clearly contaminated with a serious mildew, and the house is defiled. It must be torn down, and all its stones, timbers, and plaster must be carried out of town to the place designated as ceremonially unclean. Is this where, like, your pastor or preacher or whatever would be like, he, God put works in mysterious ways, and, and he's going to put these obstacles in your way to... Um, teach you a lesson about mm-hmm. humility or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it is. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's a bunch of bullshit is what it is. Yeah, because you know what? Sometimes shit happens and it sucks. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. If somebody intentionally did this to me, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. But remember, you're living in leprosy camp, so <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. True. Those who enter the house during the period of quarantine will be ceremonially unclean until evening. Because that's Just when until all- evening. That's when all mildew goes away. Right. Obviously. And all who sleep or eat in the house must wash their clothing. (laughs) Sure. But if the priest returns for his inspection and finds that the mildew has not reappeared in the house after the fresh plastering, he will pronounce it clean because the mildew is clearly gone. Clearly. Clearly. To purify the house, the priest must take two birds, a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a hyssop branch. He will slaughter one of the birds over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take... The same thing for uh-huh. the... What, okay. Yeah. He will take the cedar stick, the hyssop branch, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird and dip them into the blood of the slaughtered bird and into the fresh water. Then he will sprinkle the house seven times, but not on the thumb because houses don't have thumbs. Right. When the priest has purified the house in exactly this way... He will release the live bird in the open fields outside the town. Through this process, the priest will purify the house and it will be ceremonially clean. These are the instructions for dealing with serious skin diseases, including scabby sores and mildew, whether on clothing or in a house, and a swelling on the skin, a rash, or discolored skin. I I want somebody to post on my Facebook feed... That they need somebody to, like, reference on how to get rid of some mildew in their house? (laughs) Well, let me tell you. (laughs) This procedure will determine whether a person or object is ceremonially clean or unclean. These are the instructions regarding skin diseases and mildew. The end. (laughs) (laughs) We should should really, like, do, like, a Twitter search on, like, mildew. Oh, my god! And just, like, find anybody that's trying to get, like, mildew out. Leviticus 14. (laughs) It cures what ails. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that i can't oh i can't man. oh my gosh that was that was too much that was that was kind of funny though it was kind of funny yeah i don't know i kind of have fun with that I it was it. i mean you know you're literally it, it's all rules it's all rules on how to do this that or the other and it's like like we've talked about this so many times about how the bible was a set of laws for people who didn't have sets of laws yeah and that's essentially what it was 
You got to do this to not have mildew in your house. You got. I mean, why else would this shit be in the Bible? Don't the Bible. Why is God worried about fucking mildew? Don't leave your clothes in the washer overnight. Make sure you take it to the dryer. <laughs> right. Or you will be ceremonially unclean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It is very dumb. Yeah, but all right. Well, next week we got Leviticus uh, 15 and 16. That is correct. All right. Well, we will see you guys then. Bye. Wife. Can I say the things now? Yes. Okay. So you had a list of items that you wanted people to check out? Yeah, definitely. Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter. We are there under the handle sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'd have gone with that. Yep. Um, we also would love to get emails from you because we love hate mail, fan mail, the whole nine yards there. That email address is sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. And we are now on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on YouTube, you're going to be running a little bit behind what our schedule is for our podcast because you're going to be hearing stuff from two months before if you are caught up. You're in the past. You're in the past. So you should join us on our podcasting apps that are available. So like you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm on um, CastBox. Yeah, my wife's special. She's on CastBox. I like CastBox. And then on any of the things that you're on, we always would love it if you would like and subscribe. That helps us out so, so much. So, Yeah, do those things. Do those things, and we will see you guys next week. Sure, sure we will. It's on Thursdays. Yeah, that. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.